This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I don't even know if we've got the, the jingle to hand. I'm just going to sing it for you. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Thursday night. Oh, no. Same as you, because you're also... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Oh, What a Night. It's so nice to have the original 18 gang back in action. Hunter Godson, Hello, Jude Summerfield, Sean Walsh. How are you all? I'm good. I'm going to jump in and just say I'm good. I'm hot. I'm sure everyone's hot. London is hot. This weather is not what London was built for. I'm going to say it. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe you've gone out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, brave. Straight off the bat. Well, that's a take. That's a hot take. Right it is a hot take. It's a man who's, so, a boiling hot who's take. literally sweltering in a one-bed flat in Peckham. <laughs> Vesuvius levels of heat penetrating yeah. Peckham. Um, Jude, any goss? How are you? Any goss? Not not too much goss, mate. I played a little bit of cricket yesterday and, you know, came up short. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? You came we up won, short? Though. We won, but I didn't bat very well. What I, number do you bat at, Jude? I opened up because Ooh. nobody else fancied it and I got a little tickle behind very early on. Uh, can I, I inquire as to how you make your way to the crease? Are you like a heel flick kind of guy or the, the sort of cross arms, stretching out your arms kind of thing, striding there with a pretend like cover drive? You know how some people just... I don't whip the shots out. You know, no I won't shots. whip the shots out, but I will, I will grab the bat and like I'll swing it around with my arm <laughs> just to get me like nice and nice and... Like a there. hammer throw. Towards, yeah, exactly. <laughs> throwing it towards the bowler. This one's for you, lad. Yeah, they don't mess with me after that. Yeah. They just give me dross. And, I put and then out first ball. Yeah, yeah it was basically Edge. that yesterday. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Cheers for stopping by, buddy. Cheers for popping in. Shawnee, <laughs> how are you getting on? It's very hot. I've had enough, Robbie. <laughs> it's time it's to go. It's time to go, son. Um, right, seeing as we've not got a huge amount of football to talk about, let's jump on into the 
the throes of the transfer window. It's felt a little bit different this time around, as everything feels at the moment. Um, first and foremost, I'm interested to just converse a little about the idea of the transfer window. Do you guys love it as Tottenham fans? Do you get excited by it? Or are you the sort of fans just like, do you know what, just get this over with and tell me who we've got to start the season? I'm very much in that in the latter. I think it's all a load of nonsense that just just feeds clicks on websites, and I think it's a bit of an empty, like it's a false prophecy most of the time. Like, not not maybe two to three percent of transfer chat comes true, and I just love it all to just happen in one day. Everyone does it, and then we get on with the actual football because yeah. And you can you can check out ninetyminute.com. <laughs> 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 Awkward. <laughs> no, but the thing is, everyone no. everyone runs off that now. Even you know, even like you know, the Athletic and the Guardian, they cover like these stories. BBC that Sport. BBC Sport. Yeah, you know, they run off these stories because they know it's become like a real thing that people invest a lot of time and effort into being sort of in the know. And yeah, it's just not for me. I'm not going to, I know this is very early to go punchy at Arsenal, but I did wonder, Sean, whether you remembered last summer, right, when Arsenal seemingly had won the transfer window for about a month. Do you remember that? Mm, Where there was this kind of, like the the entire, not just Arsenal fans, but the entirety of the Premier League fan base kind of went into meltdown over the fact that, Arsenal essentially played football manager for about a month. <laughs> um, I think that was also heightened by like at the start of last summer there were reports that Arsenal had only about forty mil to spend and they ended up spending about one hundred and fifty mil on Nicolas Pepe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was like kind of that heightened thing like oh Arsenal aren't actually these broke boys that are actually going to do something. Pepe is a good player. Oh, we're, we're going to talk ourselves into thinking Louise is a good signing. Um, Tierney makes sense, Oliva makes sense, and yeah, like you said, there was the term you use, um, winning the transfer window. It's not just Arsenal; it seems to happen with United, mm. and it's kind of why, for how obvious it seems that Chelsea are having a good window signing the likes of Ziyech and Werner, and they might get Havertz and whoever else. I'm not holding, I'm not holding too strong an opinion on what next season is until there's like two months of action now because we do it all every year everyone does the predicted tables everyone does who they think is going to do well who thinks going to be bad and no one is ever right <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever got anything of those right yeah so yeah but it's, the window as a spurs fan is it's never been enjoyable mm. but i guess that <laughs> might be a good thing because i think the one year it kind of was enjoyable was the year we sold bail and signed the seven players and it turned out that most of them were guff and we, so, and we won the mm. league didn't we yeah. didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> and you remember fondly yeah, and we yeah. won the treble <laughs> so, so, so yeah like um, football's a 12 month sport but it's kind of it's good for us that we don't get carried away with mm. what the hell is going it's, on in the transfer window I think it does feel a little bit like it's sort of similar dealing with the kind of transfer thing is similar to dealing with Katie Hopkins in that the more you say how much you hate it the more oxygen that it yeah. gives to the to the to the whole system having said that Jude who are you like is there anyone that you follow and you go like begrudgingly do you know what I'll keep him on the feed because he's going to give me the juice when it comes um, there's Ornstein and there's Fabrizio isn't there 
those are probably the two main boys. But um, in terms of the whole window and stuff, you can't get too carried away because otherwise, like last summer, out you know, in one hour, it seemed like we were going to sign Coutinho, Dybala, and Bruno Fernandes. No. <laughs> Just all in like one summer, then that obviously didn't happen. Um, but Fabrizio and David Ornstein are probably those two that you, your ears perk up a little bit and you start to think, oh, there might be something to this. I, I remember I was getting on a plane when Dybala was, it was an, it, I think it was Ornstein had said, this is happening, this is going, this is... And I got on the plane and I was like, I can't believe we're getting Dubai. That's what a signing. And then by the time the plane had landed from Spain, it was all off, everything had fallen through. And I was like, no, what is this? Oh, and you've let me down. That was painful. That was, yeah, uh, that was. I, I, was, I think I was on holiday last year at the time that was happening. And it was genuinely painful because I had worked myself up into such a fuss over the fact that we were getting Dybala. Mm. I'd got, I'd done the criminal thing of allowing myself to get excited about a transfer that had never happened. <laughs> but it, I mean, by all accounts, it is. It was a freak, right? It's the image rights thing that is just like unsolvable mystery of the image rights, basically. Right? I'd love um, to know one day what actually. I think we'll learn one day. Happened. But yeah, probably not for quite a while. Particularly given how good his season was this year. Oh, it just was... MVP in Serie A, yeah, brilliant. Madness. <laughs> but we have got looks as though we have got one um, one player in already. And I'm sort of low-key really excited about Hoybier. And I know, Hunter, you're quite a fan, aren't you? I'm a big fan. I just think he's fit. I think Sean tweeted it, actually. It's so rare that Spurs, in the early stages of the transfer window, go and just solve... Uh, an issue that they've had for quite a while. And Hoiberg fits a position we haven't had since arguably, well, definitely. Wanyama, when his legs went, we lost him, basically. But someone who just can shield the back line, moves the ball on well, and and picks up loose balls. I think he had a stat that I don't know, I mean, how important a stat is, but you sit at the top of it and people start picking it out. But he had the most ball recoveries in the Premier League. I think Ward Prowse isn't far off him though, so you sort of see how Southampton play. Um, yeah, I like how he plays. I, I you know, I, I like a destroyer. I like a player who who fits a role, and I think he'll he'll allow at least Lacelso, Undombele, Winks, whoever it is he plays with, to to play a slightly different role that they're probably more suited to. Go on, Shawnee. What 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 are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's. A necessary signing. It's not a huge name, but it's a good player for a good team who was captain until he admitted they did want to leave a few couple of months ago. Um, we need a player of that ilk, and we're getting him in well early in the window, mm. relatively. And I'm not I'm not getting overly carried away with like the rhetoric that he's going to free and Dombele. Because I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed Spurs fans when it comes to the first day and see these on the bench again. Um, but it it gives us that kind of option that we just don't have at the moment. Like we look at our midfielders. We got well, Dyer's not a midfielder anymore, so that's him out of the equation. So we got Winks. Can't really kind of do that as much. as I love him at his best when he's not his best. It seems like he's kind of an empty calories midfielder. Someone called him once. Um, Sissoko is kind of the same, but with a bit more physical presence. 
and yeah, it's just nice to have a kind of specialist midfielder just to be able to just, okay, you're going to sit there, you're going to win it back, you're going to spray it and you're going to let some of our more talented players just do what they do. And I think, I'm sure I read an article on the site the other day, which was Mourinho always has this kind of player. He always makes this kind of signing at the clubs he goes to. Like, obviously, Hoiberg is not as good as the players that he's had in the past, like a Makaleli or a Kadira mm. or a Cambiasso but, or a Matic, but he's of that ilk. And if Mourinho wants to prove that he can still coach the top level, he can still coach players to make that kind of jump, and Hoiberg still quite young, then it seems like a no-brainer from this kind of end, especially the price we're getting for. Mm. Yeah, and the fact that he was, you know, where he came from, you sort of, if Pep Guardiola picks you as his sort of prodigy, you've probably got something about you. I think it, when he was a bit, when he was even younger, they saw him as more of a Sergio Busquets type uh, player and like the skill that he could stand. He was always in the right position and was doing things right. But I think Hassan Hootel's turned him more into what Jose Mourinho likes as that sort of aggressive ball winner uh, turning the play over. But, you know, he's clearly got a lot of talent and he's still, like you said, he's still quite young. So there's learning, learning still for him to have. It does feel like it's been a while since we've um, had a player in the middle of the park that will go into a standing tackle and just remove possession from the opposition like when Yama used to do. Do you remember he used to literally like throw people off the ball and then just just gain possession. It was never he was never out of control, you know. And I think dude that's one of the things I've been impressed with with him is that, is that he seems to be someone that can um not only take the ball under pressure and give off a good pass, but also he'll actually start possession as as Hunter said, ball recoveries making sure that he's making interceptions and actually building a platform for other players to go on and do the more complex stuff in the final third. Yeah, well, when Yama had that really hot 16-17 season, didn't he, um, where he was just, you know, bouncing off people and, you know, recovering the ball uh, a lot alongside Musa. Um, and we haven't really had someone who can, you know, recover possession as quickly as Wanyama did because like at the final season at White Hart Lane it was like balls are balls are coming back towards us but Wanyama would just mop it up and then we like so keep good, attacking like wave after wave. Um I don't think that's what we're gonna get in terms of style from this team next season. But if we can just you know, if Hyper can be that player who keeps the ball, keeps winning it, keeps feeding players like LaCelso um, because we need Lacelso to have a bigger attacking output next season as well. Mm. Because while he was great, he was saddled with that um, with that sort of line breaker role in in midfield. So we probably need to get him playing similarly to the way he did at Real Betis in that last season. But yeah, if he can be the guy who wins those recoveries and sticks his foot in, so to speak, I think Spurs will have a good good player there. Do you think it's fair to say that we need? a signing like this because it provides definition in terms of roles making it really clear who is responsible for what yeah I mean that'd be nice wouldn't it we have this uh, this Wink Soko uh, partnership where I don't know about you guys but I sort of watch them and I'm not really sure how they're working in tandem together um, but yeah if, if I beg that guy who can put a bit more definition on it that'd be lovely 
Mm. Yeah, I, I I sort of agree. I know that at Southampton, Hassan likes likes his players' roles to sort of cross over quite a lot. But I think Hoiberg, if he can become the sort of the the sweeper, if you will, in the middle, who just clean, you know he screens everything in the middle, and he allows Winksy to get back to sort of that 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 role that he I think he's better at, slightly more creative role. Um, where he moves slightly further up the pitch, and and also you know if it allows, I I don't I don't know what's going to happen with Ndombele. I don't think anyone really does. But if it allows him to sort of come in and and be more the player that he wants to be in the middle, I, I, yeah, I think I think you're right though. I think it allows people to sort of get back to more defined roles. Whereas whereas he's more of an all rounder, Hoiberg. You know we've got some quite specialist players in the middle there, and uh, yeah, it'd be good to see what they can actually do. Just before we go on to the the other the other targets, um, I mean, no prizes for for guessing um, top priority. But what do you guys, when you look at our team, where do you want to see us strengthen, and where do you want to see us kind of go out and 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 build a bit um, beyond just kind of like the obvious? Because I know a lot of Spurs fans have seen that. Aurier has been linked with a move to AC Milan when we're already desperate for, for Spurs to strengthen the right-back position. But more broadly, what do you guys think that we need? Go on, Shawnee, you take it. Uh, what I've been thinking of recently, I think that we need a, a proper senior centre-back because until, I think it was really until dire suspension, Alderweireld wasn't getting a look in after the restart. I don't think Mourinho really trusts Sanchez that much. I think he would r- rather not play him if he could. And the player I, uh, I see on the market, I think that is the kind of player that we should be in for is um, it's a player called Gabriel, plays for Lille. And he's been linked with Everton, Arsenal and Man United. And I just keep thinking he's left-footed, towering centre-back, really good in the air, really kind of physical. Like That is surely the kind of player that we should be in for right now as well. Yeah. Because... I don't want to make a big thing of it, but I have like a really big thing for left foot centre backs, especially now Jan's gone, and it's just like kind of such a rare commodity to have if you can find a good one. So that's what Potts was into, isn't it? He wouldn't play. Yeah. You had to have left and right. Yeah, for more natural it's, balance. It's just easy when I imagine us playing in my brain. Mm. The left foot yeah, centre no, just bringing out a little bit. Oh yeah. It's been interesting watching, as you said, the the, the transition back to Alderweireld and the level of. Just uh, he, he brings a level of calmness to the team that we, I think, quite need. Hmm. But also, uh, the new tactical style, I think, suits him far more than the way in which we were playing at the beginning of the season. I think our low point, if you're saying last season, low point being either Brighton or Bayern. Hmm. And in both games, it felt like there was just so much space to get at him. Um, it, people getting a three, four yard run at him and it's just his turning circle is not how it was three years ago, you know? Um, so I think right now, it's not the end of the world to have have him have him in there, but I agree with you, Sean. It's, uh, it, it certainly would be, uh, be in our interest to, to have another really sort of strong centre-back in there that you, you felt was uh, was a, like, almost one of those bankers, you know? He's going to give you a 7, 8 out of 10 every single week and, and, and not let you down. Um, yeah. Yeah, any any other positions, Hunter? What about you, mate? Any other positions that you'd like to see us strengthen? <clears throat> for you know, for years I've said that we needed to. As soon as we sold Carl Walker, I was like, right, we need if we're gonna 
carry on and fullbacks have become such an important role in even for Jose Mourinho, you know, he he give, put so much um, emphasis onto Aurier's position, but but the left back's just as bad for me. But at the end of the season, I remember messaging you, Ben, just being like, the the, the amount of possession lost from left back and right back for Spurs at the moment is unacceptable. It can't it can't be one transitioned out to them and then just lost instantly, and then we do it again and again. Felt like we were going a bit mad, um, but. Yeah, so for me, I, th- I still think fullback. I don't, you know, Danny Rose is apparently back at the club. You've got Ryan Sessegnon, who I'd love to see get a little bit more time and a, maybe a, a slightly a freer role this year. But then right back is like a massive, massive issue uh, that I'd like to see addressed um, as soon as possible, basically. I don't, I don't want to sell Aurier with no backup. I don't want another Kieran Trippier. I was all up for Trippier leaving. I thought it was actually a really good move for him, but <laughs> not if we weren't going to sign anyone, and it's the same this season. Where are you at with it, Jude? Uh, I'd agree with both of those suggestions. Um, it'd be nice if we could have someone to play back up to Harry Kane, if there's somebody available on the market, nice and cheap. Um, but that's always a tricky one. Don't want to get saddled with another uh, Vincent Janssen or anyone like that. Um so it's tricky. Maybe they'll have a little look at Callum Wilson or someone like that. It'd just be nice to have someone else aside from Son or Lucas who can play in the middle and actually hold the ball up and bring others into play like Kane does. Um, it's hard to get an exact replacement for Kane, isn't it? Because, you know, he's quite good. Um, but yeah, that yeah, a nice little backup up front would be lovely. Mm. It'd be really nice. Yeah, and, and just a physical presence, I think. I think that's the thing that I feel like we miss the most mm. when uh, when Kane's not in there. If we play Lucas as a as a centre forward, I don't feel like any any ball is going to going to stick. If we're going to no. play with a slightly more direct approach, mm. yeah, he's not good at retaining possession, and he loves running into uh, into cul de sacs just uh, whenever he gets the chance. Um, so he needs to be stuck out wide and be told to track people for the rest of his life. <laughs> I, I say, I'm really enjoying like the, the the kind of the right midfield version of Lucas. I think mm. that actually plays into a lot of his strengths. He works incredibly hard. He's really really good at um, kind of finding his way out of tight situations. And where I feel like he's his perhaps weakness is when he's in a situation, perhaps three on two, similar to someone like Lamella, you find yourself sitting there being like, you've done so much good work, you've done all of the hard stuff, now just release that that simple pass, you know, that, mm. that goes perfectly into Harry Kane's flight path and he slams it in. Um, and the, the, the kind of like example, I suppose, of that is, did anyone see the, the, the clip that was going around the other day of Lamella like, sort of flicking that ball through to Ericsson against City away? Mm. And it was just yeah, like, that oh, was that's the, that's the, that's the dream. Um, right, let's move on to the, let's move on to the targets. So, Sean, you've done a bit of a, a deep dive. Who are we being linked with at the moment? And without meaning to go full kind of like ITK, <laughs> what are the, uh, what are the chances of uh, a few of these coming off? Do you reckon? <laughs> so, I got a list of about fourteen players here that have had a couple of links to us. Uh, no, let's do the long list. Can you do the long list? Just run yeah, through I can do the long them all. List. Yeah. So we'll start. 
We'll start with my favourite rumour every year. I love this rumour every year. It's Gareth Bale. Yeah. Who, <laughs> if he had not played for us, would never be linked with a move to Spurs. No. So, can rule that one out. Uh, we've got Kim Min-jae, centre-back for, I think it's Beijing in the Chinese Super League. Yeah. It's been described. The monster. the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, been linked to him for like a month now. It seems relatively cheap, really physical defender. Plays in the Chinese league, so I guess he's quite unproven. Mm. Um, not really sure. My least favourite rumour on this list, um, Troy Deeney. <laughs> please, God, please, God, no. It's divided opinion, that one, hasn't it? Troy Deeney. <laughs> I get the impression Ben quite likes it. No, I was just going to say, Hunter, like, that was interesting you said that he divided opinion. Yeah. Um, like, I, I just wanted to see if you could present the two sides of the opinion that it's, that it's um, divided, because I, I saw a couple of interesting tweets on, on this. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the Spurs fan base does seem to be now basically split between the progressive Pochettino and the old school who just want to get back to winning things and big man, target, hit him, four four two. how's your mother? Um and, <laughs> and, and Troy Dooney is the way to go. And, and Troy Dooney apparently fits that, despite that if you want to play that football, there are a lot of other strikers out there who actually score some goals sometimes as well. Like he's, he's not even tall; he's like five eleven. Yeah, I, 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 look, I love Troy Dooney as a person. I think he's fantastic value. Um, I think you need that in the Premier League. That's maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit clean these days. Um, but is he good enough to play for Spurs? No. And so that's that should be the end of that. Like we can't go from Urente, uh, proven at every level of football, and then go. Yeah, Troy Dooney does the same job, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He works hard for Watford, but they got relegated with him up top, and he doesn't score enough goals for me. That seems strange that we let Lorente go, doesn't it? It's mental. It's mental. We're now looking for a Lorente-esque striker (laughs) to fill that hole. Mm. Really odd. Uh, Sorry, go on, Shawnee. Onwards. Um, Up up next, we have the slightly more sensible Callum Wilson, who kind of makes sense if he... I don't know where he could go and really kind of recover the form that's going to get him into the England squad. Mm. But if he come, if I, my theory is he comes to Spurs, he plays in the Europa League, he comes on, sometimes plays up top with Harry Kane, then he can prove to Gareth Southgate, look, I'm an option for if you need to play two up top, I can play with Harry Kane. I have this chemistry with him. Mm. So I think it makes him He's got to move as well, hasn't he? I mean, he's got to move. Yeah, yeah, he has to. If he um, wants to play any part in the Euros, yeah, there's, there's no no choice because Tammy Abraham will get more game time next year. Granted, he's got to compete with Giroud and, and Werner and, and, and the way in which Lampard will want to play, etc. But he will get more game time mm-hmm. and he's agile, mobile and is a decent finisher. You expect that, like Harry Kane, if he keeps himself fit and sharp, will be far and ahead, way above everyone else. Yeah. You're looking at Mason Greenwood now, who's fly in yeah um you've got who are your other options for England at the moment up top Rashford still playing well Rashford. Sterling will be in Ings Danny Ings has definitely Danny got Ings, to be in with Danny the Ings 100% like, can't go can't go that close to the golden boot and he you know in a team that doesn't create a shed load of chances he's he's clinical he's so yeah, clinical absolutely 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and then you're sort of saying, well, there'll be other people that are there or thereabouts. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a discussion around Jamie Vardy and whether he wants to have one last stab at a tournament. Mm -hmm. I'd say chance probably less likely next year. Yeah. Um, but if you're playing in the champ, you just you haven't got yeah, a look you in. Just don't get, you just don't get looked at, do you? You can, you can be top scorer in the champ. But I think probably you're, you're quite unlucky that there is just a lot of England talent at the moment. We're lucky. But if you're a good championship striker, you just don't get looking. Yeah, not a chance. Um, so go on, Shawnee. Who's next up? Up next, we've got Max Ahrens, who I feel like I'm one of the people who, only people who kind of had reservations against him, but apparently Mourinho's reservations, he's not tall enough. I, I have the same reservations as you, I'll be honest. I think he's in the same way that he's got a mistake in him he, he it would take a fair amount of I, I i think if you're going to go Aaron's, then you've got to look at Carl Walker Peters and go yeah we might we might actually have a better option in house already um for sure Walker Peters had a better season than Aaron's, i'm sure so you know i think you know norwich have already said they they're looking for big money on these young english players so uh, is it worth it i don't know if it is i think we maybe look elsewhere if Aaron's is available yeah. Anyone's got strong opinions on Aaron's? The reservation I'd have is that he played for Norwich and they're not very good at defending. So... <laughs> or attacking. Yeah, or, <laughs> or attacking. So it's tricky to really... Hmm. It does make you wonder why we all like them so much. It's an interesting one because I think Aaron's would have been the sort of person that had Spurs signed last summer. You might have said that makes a lot more sense. Hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. One year of like playing behind a couple of other right backs, where he gets a bit of play here and there. I think with the Europa League, you're gonna, you know, players will be given more time anyway. So you might see a, a slightly different calibre of player coming into the club in the next six weeks. Especially since we have to go through like three qualifying rounds, and it, once the group stage start, we're going to be playing every single midweek for like six weeks. Exactly. There you go. So we do every need every single midweek. Mm. Yowza. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, up, up next we got Philip Coutinho, who looks as if he's on his way to Arsenal until a few days ago. Oh, God. He, I mean, I, I love Philip Coutinho. I think I'd, I'd love to see him at Spurs. He, he's so, so not a Mourinho player these days that it's just, what, what is even the point of discussing it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> where is he going to end up? Where, like, where is he going to end up? That just is... I, was, I was so certain it was going to be Arsenal because it seemed like the deals that they were doing with that agent, Kia Rabchan was yeah. all leading to his star client. And then it, it, it seems like from Arsenal, so anyway, it's like, oh, we don't want the star client, actually. Mm. So, I, yeah, I really don't know where he goes. Interesting one. Mm. And also, first, like, one thing that we have to say is that we're, we're doing okay for people that play like wide attacking roles or can drift in off an attacking sort of position from left or right yeah I don't think like we keep on getting linked with more wingers I'm sure Sean's going to go on to say uh, it's whether we we need to offload some wingers if we're going to bring in more that's that's my thinking unless Lamella's yeah. going to just play in the Europa League some more 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 Rabonas <laughs> this competition baby yeah exactly <laughs> good Sean who's next up um, up next, we've got my beautiful Brentford boys, Saeed Benrahma and Ollie Watkins. Oh, would love. Okay. Would love. What, what a pairing. I mean, Benrahma I, just looks like he's a class above the championship. And, yeah. I, and go on, Shawnee. Benrahma gets a lot of the love, but I think Watkins would make 
a lot of sense for us because mm. of just how much of a complete forward he is and that he can play up front in a one, up front in a two, wide left, wide right. He presses really well. He's quick. He's strong. He, he has a lot of his goals were kind of like well-taken goals. That he's a smart player. Mm. And I just think if, if we're all saying about Wilson, like it would, I think he would link up well with Kane if given mm. the chance. I think he would really kind of be this player to do the running for him. And I love Ben Rama. Mm. There's a bit of a trap about him, but he does he does work hard. He does press as well. But he's kind of I'm wondering how his usage rate, like because he, he has a, a lot of the ball a lot of the time for Brentford. Yeah, and I'm wondering how that would translate to a club like us, who it seems going to be having 30 percent possession every week and playing on the counter. So it's a shame, isn't it? Because that's how I feel about all all the exciting signings now that we are getting. We're getting linked with a lot of people because obviously everyone gets linked to a lot of people but all I think is exactly that is well if we're not going to have the ball what's the point in, what's the point in having all these beautiful players who love to sort of straddle the ball for half the game um, but watching him in the in the playoff final the other day I was I was sort of thinking even at this level you look like you're just sort of playing in a different league to a lot of these yeah. players um, someone will snap him up whether it's us or someone else right yeah sure yeah it's certainly interesting, uh, isn't it, that, that, that you, you, we're now having to kind of build in a in a way that um, reflects that style, the, the kind of like 40% possession, very structured, very organised with a fast counter-attack. Mm. I just wonder whether there is any, I wonder whether there's any wiggle room on that and whether now that you've, now that we've invested in a DM, like we certainly are against teams that come and sit against us, we're going to need people that can do that that could create that bit of magic in, in between the lines, aren't we? I think you're right. But I think it's also what Hunter said that we do have quite a few wingers who aren't there. You look at, so we got Son and Lucas for all my reservations about him will be a starter next year. We've got Bergwijn on the bench. Lamella's still here. So one of those is going to have to go in order to re-justify really bringing in another forward of Very true. And a, a, a annoying kind of situation win. We're also a bit hamstrung by the homegrown situation as well. Because I think after Hoiberg, it's now going to be like a one-in, one-out. And back to targeting English players. Mm. Right, who's next up, surely? Up next, we've got Leon Bailey from, of Bayer Leverkusen. Hmm. I don't mean, think no one's doing no enthusiastic about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Go on, Jude. No, I'd be surprised if that one came up. I mean, his um his price must have dropped from a couple of years ago when he was on fire, and now obviously um Kai Havertz is there. Is their <laughs> yeah, big he's, lad. he's but, not even uh, the best winger there anymore. It's yeah, and they've Diaby got the Arby as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks pretty decent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No. Um, you got me. No, I was just going to say, yeah, he he's really gone off the ball basically from a couple of years ago for his stand where he was, where he's at, his standard that he was sort of setting. He, he just you barely hear his name mentioned anymore in the Bundesliga. You you went back Mourinho to be the guy to really yeah well, get that exactly. player again out of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, up next we have David Brooks. I've always been a really big fan of David Brooks. I think I think whoever picks him up, and I, I assume someone will probably try and come and take him will be getting a really good player really efficient player um uh again i don't think i don't think he improves spurs 
Um, but uh, yeah, just someone I've I've always had a, a keen eye on. He's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he's one of one of those players that you would um, you you sort of are willing to do well. Do you know? He's lovely on the eye. He's really really uh, like gorgeous technical footballer. But I think your point stands up, Hunter. Is he? Unless you're bringing in someone that's going to genuinely improve, maybe not necessarily first eleven, but it's going to genuinely improve the first sixteen. Hmm. Then right now, what what are we looking at? You know, that it's got to be someone that comes in and you say, right, he's going to get game time. You know, we're not hmm. looking for, yeah. we're not looking to add any more, um, any more kind of, oh yeah, maybe twenty minutes here or there. Players, it's got to be players that come in and, and serve a purpose. Hmm. Hmm. He doesn't really strike me as that sort of a. Uh... You know, in that in that um, clip with Mourinho, where he's telling all his players that they have to be c words, he doesn't really strike me as a massive c word. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I'm quite down for the whole like bring in some more c words. You know? I, oh, I'd love I, it. I'd love it. A few more c words wouldn't be the end of the end of the world. <laughs> Leaning into it, Hainsy. <laughs> Fully converged. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, right, go on, Sean. Sorry, mate. Interrupted. Uh, you, up, up next, we've got Milan Skriniar, who's largely been linked as a possible kind of make weight in a deal for Ndombele with Inter. Get in the bin. Oh. That that deal. Get in the bin. <laughs> 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 Swap, I hate. I have to say, I hate swap deals. I think they're so risky, um, and I just think we just don't know what Ndombele is. Let's give him one more season. If he's crap, he goes, and that makes sense. I don't. I, yeah. No one knows what he is. No one knows what he does. So let's just give him one more year. So yeah, no to that from me. <laughs> we spent so much money on him as well. I don't think we would have done that unless unless there was a genuine belief that there is a there's a a top player in there. And the last time that we did this if you look at someone like Soldado say um that like it just didn't work out for him um because of a lack of confidence in front of goal you know he just felt like every time he got an opportunity and he missed a chance his confidence just fell through the floor he wasn't he didn't become like a terrible finisher overnight he just mm. sort of looked completely shot of any of the confidence that made him the top scorer in the Liga but it, with Endombele doesn't that doesn't ever appear to be the problem, nah. you know. It doesn't ever look like, oh, here's a guy who doesn't really fancy himself much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're bang on. It's like it's it is literally just that thing of, of, I don't think he's really had much. You know, he hasn't had much of a go yet. Like he's had here and there. I think he improved us when he did play in it on those, you know, those ten minutes, fifteen minutes he got. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Hoiberg and, and a full preseason, uh, I think it'll be interesting. For what it's worth, I think Ndombele either equaled or got more open play goals than Soldado did in his first season at Spurs. There you go. And Soldado, <laughs> and Soldado went on to win the league with Spurs, as we all remember. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember him getting that that penalty against Crystal Palace after we'd had about ninety eight percent possession and not broken them down at all, mm. and feeling such a sense of relief that he'd scored. Yeah. You know, like, mm. I was like, please let this work. Please let this work. You know what was painful is when we started seeing that happen with Jansen as well. I was like, you have, you know, you have all the penalties, mate. Go on. <laughs> we'll Go take on, it. Yeah, no, he on. should take it. 
Oh, no, it's happened again. Oh, his link-up play was really good against Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing. Uh, oh, you see, he set up some for two goals. Magic. Yeah. Absolute magic. Oh, brilliant. He worked we're, we're so hard. Such a... <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Go on, Shawnee. Who's next up? Okay. Up next, we got Arkadiusz Milik, striker for Napoli. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that they're quite keen to offload him, and I was like, if Napoli are quite keen to offload a uh, striker, it probably means that he's gone right off the boil. Uh, so, again, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, it's a, it's a no from me, thank you. But probably one will buy, and he'll do terribly. So there you go. <laughs> he's one that pops up a lot. To yeah. be fair, he always, he's yeah. always popping up. I doubt that. It just doesn't really make much sense. Well, it was like the same, like, do you remember everyone got really excited about Piatek? And have you heard Piatek's name being mentioned much since he went, moved to, was it Herta? Herta, yeah. The Herta yeah. tried to get no. off an Yeah, sure, so, well, you know, let, let's not get too excited. This is what I mean about people getting excited about the transfer window, though. They hear a name, they see a little gun celebration, they love it, they get excited, and then it's like, oh, he's not actually very good. So let's just look at, <laughs> are they actually a good player? Yeah. Yeah. Would it would like it, and again, it comes back to that point you made at the beginning that it's this month period is actually as much about PR for your club and how the club comes out of it in terms of um, just the way it appears than actually having a practical squad that's fit for purpose. Yeah. Which is why I think Hoybier is such a a good signing because it's a it's a signing that is filling. A, a, a hole. It's fixing something that needs to be fixed. I'd much rather have players that do that than than signing someone that you can't afford and you're paying off over the course of 27 years. Yeah, but um, do you know? Do you know what I, I quite like about his signing is that no one's really made a big deal about it. Everyone, everyone, yeah. not just Spurs fans, everyone in the footballing community has gone. Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Like no, yeah. no, no sort of fanfare. No one going over the top. No one saying this is just being like, yeah, you know, they needed that and they signed that and that that's good. Like, finally, so that's just yeah, more like that, please. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, go on, Shawnee. Who's next? Okay, we're down to our last two, and they're both right backs. First up, we got Zeki Chelik of Lille. Mm-hmm. And who's the other one? And Timothy Castagna of Atalanta. Though I do want to stress for people before people go a bit mad, um, Castagna doesn't actually start for Atalanta anymore. No, he doesn't. But I do like True. him, uh, and he can play left back as well, can't he? So you know, that's oh, quite really good. Yeah, exactly. He's, sort of made, <laughs> he's he's made noise in the past, hasn't he? Yeah. Sort of that that kind of uh, the old come and get me plea. I I I but either of those uh, the little right back of. What's his name? Chelix. Yeah, so uh, both of those, I think, are improvements currently on Aurier, just in terms of defensively. Um, but there isn't... Of the, like, one thing I will say, in fairness to Tottenham and their failure to find a good right-back out there, is there isn't a, a, like a, there isn't a lot. There isn't a, an, a massive amount of brilliant right-backs in the world right now, um, including Serge Aurier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have to you have to remember that we were spoiled that we had the best right back and left back in the league for a prolonged yeah. period. Mm. So our our kind of benchmark is sort of you instantly think of Rose and Walker flying down the the wings, and you think, God, we actually had it so good for a little while. So now it's just going to take a little while to to find someone that fills in. I think the the key for me um, is is knowing that when. Uh, 
when you've got a left back or a right back that receives a ball 30 yards out in a wide area, we've got one of the most clinical strikers in the world in a centre forward position. Mm. Find him with a cross. Like if you, I don't mind a couple of sort of attempts that are wider the mark, but we've got to have someone in that advanced position that's got a really strong crossing technique and that has the capability to get nine, ten assists from from fullback in a season. Mm. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Shawnee, who's who, who are you looking at? Who, who are you looking at on that list and going, I think that is either likely or I'd really like that to happen? I think the two, the one that I would like to happen is Watkins and the one that I think will probably, it seems more realistic is Castagna, like we just talked about. Those are the two that, especially with like how hamstrung we are in this window because of everything that's going on and... It's, it's, well, Levy said it in his minutes with the Supporters Trust um, a few months ago it's hard for our transfer team to actually do transfers so I'm not expecting miracles because I don't think... give them any money is that what you said <laughs> <after that>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah but yeah, I think Castagna and Watkins represent two good signings who do improve the squad yeah. and I think that's all we can really hope for in this kind of window. I think that genuinely, I think that would be a really strong window if we if we address the right back, if we addressed a backup striker. I think that and and a central midfielder. You couldn't possibly say the club hasn't realised where the weaknesses lie, or Jose Mourinho hasn't realised where the weaknesses lie. Um, mm. And we have to, like you said, we have to be realistic about who we can afford. We're not one of the we're not one of the big 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 boys. And Spurs have lost a lot of money from from the pandemic. So. Being realistic, 2020, 2021. Yeah, I think that the one thing I'm thinking of is we already kind of operate on a stealthy buy basis. Now everyone is as well. So maybe we might have his like kind of negotiating hat on and he might have the advantage of how to play these kind of situations. So that's me being hopeful. That's as hopeful as I'm going to get in this window. The only one that I, I that you didn't mention that I saw was Ismail Assar who I'm a huge, huge fan of. Again, doesn't really make sense for how, we, how we're playing at the moment, but just looks like a real real talent. And with, you know, again, with Watford going down, you imagine someone will come and try and snatch him up. Yeah, and, and he's been linked. Well, there's a lot of talk around him, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, for someone that needs a player fitting his, his profile, like, you'd think you can go and get that done fairly quickly yeah. as well you know that any team that's gone down um or, or or is in the lower reaches of the of the table last season is going to be struggling financially you know the the the, the prize money against the amount of money that people have lost over the course of the last six months just doesn't stack up so it is like you said Andrew, one of those opportunities right now where if you are you've got a little bit of cash to go and spend or a lot in Chelsea's case you can go out and make deals happen fairly quickly yeah um uh Jude who are your to finish up who are your players that you'd like to see us like to see us sign from that list or realistic um I'm always gonna back a right back shout just because I mean I've had I've had enough as Sean says, I've had enough, Robbie. It's um, I can't I can't keep seeing that that dude just launch balls into the box with nobody. Nobody's on the corner flag, so I don't know why he's putting them there. <laughs> um, so yeah, probably one of the right back lads. Mm. That would be nice. Yeah. That's interesting. But... Yeah, that, that seems to be 
does seem to be consensus and it does seem to be uh it seems to be the areas that we're looking to address so hopefully yeah. we're sitting here in a few weeks time and it's all kind of come through mm. and fingers crossed thing yeah fingers crossed guys it's been uh it's been great fun catching up again and doing this uh doing this all together as a four um I'm assuming everyone's keen to do it all again next Tuesday, and I'm sure you are at home uh, listening on. So thank you so much for listening. Um, check out everyone on Twitter. We'll put everyone's handles in the in the description. If you haven't already rated the pod, please do, and leave us a review. It's really, really appreciated. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next Tuesday for a bit more Oh What a Night. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.